Hey everyone, I'm Communications Director Jay Sokol. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We're doing something a bit different in this episode. I've always talked with either a city council member or a city staffer, but today's conversation is with someone outside the city organization. He's Ted Ent, President and Chief Operating Officer of Mac Hike Hospitality. He's the guy who is really responsible for the new Embassy Suites that's about to open near the intersection of University Drive and Texas Avenue. In fact, you'll hear Ted mention that his property is scheduled to open October 2nd. So here's the deal. When we hear about new businesses, whether it's a hotel or a restaurant or anything else, it's typically an initial announcement about what's coming, where it's going to be, and when it will open. And then maybe you hear something when the ribbon is finally cut, but that's about it. In this case, Ted addressed the why and the how of this particular location, what the development process in College Station was like, and I got to tell you, he describes it in terms that might surprise you. And he also talked about whether this market has too many hotels, which we've all heard people speculate. It's a deep dive that we really don't typically hear. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Ted Ent. So I've got a little, I've got a little bio on you just from, you know, what you've allowed people like me to, uh, see online and stalk you through LinkedIn and things like that. <laughs> so, so give me, uh, give me a quick background about uh, what you do now, but, but what positions you have held sort of leading you to this place. Great. Yeah. Um, so currently I'm president and chief operating officer of Mack Hike Hospitality. We are a small uh, hotel ownership group based out of Houston, Texas. We buy and build hotels, premium branded, primarily Hilton Marriott product. Um, we continue to grow our business, and obviously we've chosen College Station as one of the key markets for us to, to make our investment and grow our portfolio. Prior to that, I've held various executive-level positions uh, with uh, Hyatt Hotels, Hilton Hotels and Resorts Worldwide, uh, Canyon Ranch Resorts and Health Spas, um, did operations as well as development work for all those companies throughout the years. And prior to that, I was in the restaurant business and um, did some restaurant operation work as well as did some uh, restaurant design concept and, and build-out development work. So you've got a pretty deep background in uh, hospitality. Um, how did you come to learn about College Station and any opportunities that would exist here for a hotel? So part of my responsibility for the organization is to identify markets that I think are viable long-term investment options for us, specifically in the hotel space. And there is a labyrinth of uh, analytical tools that we use to determine that a market is appropriate for us to come in and be in either a buyer or a builder of a hotel in that market. College Station is something that's been on our radar for a long time, and even prior to my time with Mack Hike Hospitality, uh, I had done a significant amount of work in College Station where I worked for Hilton Worldwide as their uh, Vice President Managing Director of Development for the Southwest part of the United States. Worked on several projects here over the years, uh, worked in and out of the cities. Uh, office to try to find the right locations and when I left Hilton and started doing my own development work it was one of the first places I went back to because I had uh, historical analytics as well as current analytics 
and recognize that College Station as a market was lacking something that I thought we could we could produce, which was a new full-service hotel, all suites, with a premium brand and a premium location. And and I'm going to bounce around a little bit here, but um, you were close to opening a brand-new Embassy Suites on University Drive, uh, not far from Texas Avenue. And um, let's start with, let's get to some simple stuff there. Tell me about that property, uh, when you expect to open also, but, but some details about that property. Uh, so first, we we expect to open, and, and uh, as the city's aware, we're in the, the throes of buttoning up and trying to get our CO right now. And that date will kind of dictate when exactly we open, but we hope to open the first week of October. Okay. Uh, the, the genesis of that project uh, has actually become a little bit of folklore in the hotel development community because oftentimes hotel developers go out to what we call greenfield areas, which are uh, pre-platted, pre-cut out commercial real estate sites that are specifically sized for a blend of retail, restaurant, hotel, and maybe some office space. In this case, I knew I wanted to be as close to Texas and university as we could possibly get, and there was no real estate for sale. Okay. Uh, At least no real estate that was large enough to hold a hotel. So I started driving around, I started walking around, and I started knocking on some doors. And I actually started walking down Jane Street, and I knocked on a few doors. There were a a row of very old homes there, and I met a few of the people who were renting the houses there, and um, they told me that, that, that they were renting, and they thought one person owned them. And the same day, I actually had a, a meeting with Natalie Ruiz. Uh, Our economic development director here. Economic development director. Okay. And I was in the boardroom. I was staring at the map of College Station, and she was asking me a lot of questions about where do you want to be, how can I help. And I said, I really would like to be right here in this block. I said, you don't happen to know who owns those houses, would you? And she said, as a matter of fact, I do. He just left 10 or 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and she shared his contact information with me, and by 3 o'clock that afternoon, he and I were sitting down for a meeting discussing buying eight rental houses from him. Wow. Basically, the bulk of the block between Cooner and University and Eisenhower and Jane Street. Uh, so once I felt confident that, that Rick and I would be able to come to an agreement. Uh, I still needed some more land, and there was an old restaurant that had been originally built as a black-eyed pea. Oh, that yeah. was operating as a, it was actually closed, but it had been an Asian restaurant. Right. And we tracked that owner down, a, a very, very nice gentleman in Colorado. And it took us a little longer to, to come to terms on that piece of property, but eventually we assembled the whole piece that we needed uh, in the background, we were doing all the design work to make sure we could actually fit the property in. And then the task was, does the city actually have a tool that could allow me to make this, this dream a reality? And they actually did. They had written a new zoning code, a mixed-use development zoning code that had not been used yet. So I believe uh, I was the first person to use that code. All right. And... Um, we applied that uh, uh, PDD, mixed-use development overlay, and rezoned all the property that we'd bought. 
which allowed us to do lot line development. And we did some things that we thought were beneficial that we would have done anyways that the code asked us to do, like build wide sidewalks with treescape within the sidewalks and things that we think are really going to beautify the neighborhood anyways. So we were kind of excited about the code because the code was actually followed our development mantra. We tend to build high quality. We're not penny pinchers. We spend extra on things like landscaping and finishes because we're long-term investors. Uh, we have never really built and sold anything, mm-hmm. and which puts us in a position to, to, to back into the upfront investment a little differently. So aside from knocking on doors and kind of piecing this thing together the way you did, were there other elements that sort of earned you what you described as sort of legacy status within the industry? Well, it's, you know, what, what people thought was unique was it, time is very valuable in the development world. And it, it, the old joke is time makes or kills your deal and usually kills it. Uh, because this was a brownfield development, a redevelopment zone, which we had to rezone and everything, not only did I have to grapple with assembling all the various pieces of real estate, by the way, there was one house that was owned by a third party that Rick knew, and we did an agreement where he bought that property and then we bought it from him. So there were actually kind of three transactions in there. Uh, But then we also had to go through the rezoning, and that was from College Station's perspective where I had probably the most pleasant development experience in my career. Everybody in the city rose up to the occasion and knew that in order for us to keep a timeline that made sense for the development, I put the land under contract in May, and we literally had that whole block rezoned by October 2nd or 20th. I can't remember exactly the date that the final vote with the city council was. So all summer long, I was in and out of the city office almost every week. Uh, There was another key player in that, Mitchell Morgan. Right. Uh, the civil engineers who were fantastic and had great relationships and, and helped me uh, make my way through the city's system. And uh, so we were, we had these two moving pieces that were critical to each other, the land assembly and the rezoning. If the rezoning didn't happen, we couldn't have built the hotel. So all those things came together and... Uh, and you don't see many deals get done like that anymore. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because occasionally we will hear, anecdotally or otherwise, that College Station can be a difficult place to develop. But you're saying that wasn't your experience? No. You know, most of our development is in Houston, and Houston is a fantastic city. Uh, I was raised there. Uh, our offices are there. We love doing business in Houston. It's a very big place, uh, very hard to get somebody on the phone uh, very hard to uh, get a sit-down meeting. Usually takes three weeks to get a sit-down meeting, and wow. it just has to do with the magnitude of the city and the amount of projects that they have, and uh, you know all the other hurdles that that, that Houston deals with. In College Station's case, um, it was pretty regular for me to be able to get a meeting within a day's notice, mm-hmm. if not same day. Um, everybody engaged in the project there was a lot of excitement surrounded by actually using this new zoning code and how we were going to interpret the code and what that meant um but you know as far as ease of doing business i think all communities have certain hot points that they want to stick true to and that's what makes the community individual 
American, so to speak, uh, we didn't find anything in College Station that we wouldn't have done anyways. Right. Uh, the, the vision that the city has for the future of these brown zones is exactly the kind of development we like to do. Heavy on landscaping, heavy on finishes. It's all things we would have done anyways. Uh, to have the community stand behind that, the municipality stand behind that, almost makes my job a little bit easier. So when I call uh, our, our planners, Jennifer Prohaska, and when I call Jennifer and say, hey, we're about to do this, I just want to make sure this makes sense for what the zoning code says, and we'd actually like to do this instead, does that fit? Because we're already on the same page of the direction of the project, it's easy to get those decisions made. It's easy to come to a consensus on what what the next step should be. Well, that's great. Now, let's talk more about your job and your role. So, so beyond um, pounding the pavement, knocking on doors, and trying to put together the deal, and working with city staff and so forth, what is your direct involvement all along the way uh, that's led us to today? What are some of the things that you bring to developing a project like that? So I direct uh, all aspects of our business, and on the development side, I'm very hands-on. I get involved in the design process with our architects, our mechanical, electrical, plumbing engineers, our civil engineers. Uh, I tend to be the first point of engagement with those individuals. I also do have a team of people in Houston that help tremendously with a lot of this work. I get involved, obviously, in the, the financing of the project and, again, have a team. I have one individual in Houston in particular who's a finance guru who leads me down the good path on that generally. Uh, I am the, uh, the interface and direct report for our management company, which is Ambridge Hospitality out of Dallas. They manage all of our properties, and they report to me on all of our properties. Um, so pretty much I get involved in everything. I'm on the site pretty much every day right now prior to opening. And, you know, through the construction phase, I'm on the site weekly or biweekly going to construction meetings. Uh, we, you know, you start with a set of plans. I like to say I've never seen a set of plans that was more than 85% done. And as the building starts to come to reality, you start to see where the plans need to be adjusted. I get really hands-on with that portion of the, the property as well and picking the FF&E and the interior design. What and is FF&E? Furniture, fixture, and equipment. All right. Uh, which is a separate line item uh, within the development. Um, so a lot of interior design meetings. Uh, we actually, this project was unique in the fact that uh, we chose a locally-based artist here to do all the artwork. So all the artwork in the hotel is uh, custom for the hotel. Great. And that was Benjamin Knox, okay. somebody who many people in College Station know. Sure. We were fortunate that he had this window where he was looking to do some new things, and I had this need, and we were able to come to a vision that came together, and I think everybody will be stunned when they see what he's been able to create for the hotel. It's really unique in a lot of different ways. Are there signature features of this hotel where people who know you or in the industry will go, oh, that's totally a Ted uh, touch right there. That Clearly, those are his fingerprints on this. Yeah, probably the artwork. I'm real big on, you know, not wanting stock art, okay. which is, you know, there's websites you can go to and just buy a bunch of stock art. Mm -hmm. And uniquely, a lot of people don't realize this, but if you find a locally based artist, a lot of the times they'll be able to 
they'll be able to provide you the artwork you need fairly original for you mm-hmm. for roughly the same price and you're going to get a lot higher quality and it's it's kind of a destination driver and I'm big on destination drivers uh, uh, both microly for my property and macroly for our market here in College Station I think destination drivers are important that we right. identify with those and so my hotels always ha- usually have really good art uh, unique original to that to the location and property Food and beverage is another hot button for me, and uh, we've decided to call our restaurant the Saber, and uh, we have a Saber that belonged to an, an alumni from A and M years and years and years ago, and we're going to display that in the restaurant and have uh. a plaque that talks about this gentleman. He was uh, a retired military person, um, so. I, I tend to dig in pretty deep on on the signature features of the hotel. And, uh, and then in guest service, we're huge on guest service. Right. Uh, it's, uh, we want our hotels to always be in the top 10% of their brand in performance when it comes to customer satisfaction. Were there any challenges, big time hurdles to overcome with that site in terms of either how you had to put the, uh, the building on that property or traffic challenges or anything like that? You know, the, we, there were several challenges that we worked through and, and again, to to give credit where credit's due, College Station was fantastic in working with us. Um, Eisenhower was a street that was in desperate need of repair when we bought the property before we started construction. We were able to collaborate with the city and get that street done for not just us, but everybody else on the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did some repairs in collaboration with the city on Jane Street. Um, the soil, as everybody knows, in this part of the state is not real great for building. We had to dig a tremendously large hole uh, and then fortify that hole with huge footers to hold the building up. Uh, that was more of an, an engineering challenge than anything else. Um, you know, there was concern about some of the traffic flow and stuff like that. But again, the fire marshal stepped in. He's like, well, you know, we just need to re- reduce some parking here and and move here and you know we've got a directive for our guests to help guide them because we want to ease traffic as much as possible for the city and the guests so we've come up with some plans that take them back to where we know some some new street lights are coming and if they're if their business is in Bryan for instance we know how to get them from our parking garage out to Cooner out to Texas right to Bryan so they don't all clog up the Texas University intersection um, and again, a lot of that had to do with collaborating with the city and sitting down uh, and saying, okay, this is what we're seeing. How would you guys like to see this work? Um, and that, I can think of multiple, multiple examples like that, moving the utility poles, moving some utilities, discovering there were some utilities that nobody even knew were there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that happens. Uh, because that, is, as the residents know, that that's one of the older neighborhoods in town. And right. so... Uh, we up we upgraded uh, the water lines, for instance. Uh, they had original one-inch water lines, which oh, I wow. thought was pretty amazing. Um, don't see that that kind of stuff anymore. But all in all, every hurdle we had was was just became water under the bridge. It was it, it, we got over everything quickly, and that was what really impressed my entire team the most is. Uh, the call to action that the city had mm-hmm. was 
again, I can't say it enough, is usually you had a meeting within a day. We're not very busy here. Um, and it's <laughs> I, I think everybody is actually busy. I think part of that has to do with um, proximity. Things are close in proximity. Yes. And I think there is a, a really strong sense of community of the people who get involved in these developments, whether it's, it's inspectors or fire marshals or planning department or city manager or, or whoever. Um, once a project is, I know this exists for some of the other projects too, once something gets going, starts going, everybody focuses on helping get it done. Yeah. And uh, that, that's been an easy part of the process for us. So glad that was your experience. That's great to hear. I'd like to talk a little bit about the market because I'm certainly not in in, uh, the hotel industry, so I don't have a deep knowledge of it. But I hear people, residents, who feel like, ah, another hotel? I mean, we're overbuilt. We have too many. You know, there's this sense that we have too many. Does College Station have too many hotels. I mean, I would think your answer is no, because you've got one that's about to open the doors. But talk yeah. about what this market really is. So um, without going into a massive discussion about hotel underwriting, uh, you don't really build a hotel for today. Because the hotel is going to exist if, you know, we built a steel and concrete building, it's going to be here longer than we are. Yeah. Uh, you build a hotel based off of current market conditions and anticipated market conditions. And when you look at the dynamics of what's going on at Texas A&M, their massive expansion plan, the biotech corridor, College Station in general, the growth history of Bryan and College Station over the last decade, uh, there is and will continue to be a need for high-quality hotels in this market. Now, that being noted, there are a couple different ways that you can identify the hotel market. Um, there are hotels that, in this market, probably are selling for as low as $39 a night mm-hmm. to $200-plus a night. Right. And what part of our job is, my team's job is, is to identify what type of hotel should go in a market, not just today, but in the future. Um, some hotels, just by age and nature, become fairly antiquated, mm-hmm. um, outdated. Even with a property improvement plan or a change in brand, you can't change things like low ceiling heights and small bathrooms and tight corridors. Right. And things that were built 35, 40, 45 years ago. Uh, there's, we believe, as part of our strategy, that there will always be a need in a stable, strong market, which we consider College Station, for high-quality, modern hotel product. We like suite product. Um, So far, all the hotels we've done have either been extended stay or all suite, embassy suites products. Mm -hmm. And and there was no all-suite full-service hotel product in this market. I knew it was a market that Hilton had identified as a go-to market for them that they were willing to entertain a franchise for an embassy suites um after our underwriting it was uh it, as long as i could get the location i wanted i was very specific about that i wanted to be as close in proximity to texas and university 
the intersection as possible. I did not want to be on Highway 6. That would have been a very easy development for me to do. Mm -hmm. It would have been Greenfield. Um, but that's we knew that wouldn't be the best investment for us. Uh, you know, the, the rule of thumb in the hotel industry when you're building full-service hotels is it all starts with the real estate. And so you've got to find the very best real estate you can. Great real estate will always maintain its market position as right. long as you maintain your physical plant. Um, so once we found the real estate, everything else from an underwriting standpoint, from a feasibility standpoint, became easier for us. Uh, we felt like we could be competitive even with some of the new supply coming in uh, at the Midway development. Um, we see that as a rising tide scenario for us. <clears throat> you know what? What we look for are markets where people are building hotels that they have to charge stronger rates for. Mm -hmm. uh, we have identified that this market has a need for high-quality, full-service hotels. Do you see at any point in the future uh, Mack Hike Hospitality investing in additional properties in College Station? Possibly. Um, we tend to attach ourselves to markets. And, and want to grow in and around those markets synergistically. It makes sense for us, for our business model. We like to complex executive staff. What we have to do is get this a hotel open and operating, ramped up, so we can then analyze the market further and figure out if there's a need for another hotel. If, if, we, if we determine that there is a need, we will, we will certainly try to fill it. Okay, so sitting quietly over here in the corner is Natalie Ruiz. Economic Development Director. So if you could tell her, uh, hey, Natalie, uh, here are the things I need you to bring in uh, in close proximity to my embassy suites to make it just a super-duper uh, opportunity and synergistically in the whole thing, what do you need surrounding uh, embassy suites who are in close proximity that you don't already have there? Um, you know, there, there already is a lot there that the city had already worked on on the other side of Texas that was very attractive to me. Um, a lot of that, I guess, Northgate, I think, is that community. Mm -hmm. You know, the new restaurants, the new retail. Um, the one piece that would be beneficial for not just my hotel but some of the other hotels that are up and down University Drive, better hotels, would be Class A office. Okay. And that is that's uh, one of the more difficult commercial uses to achieve because you got to find a big tenant to make a Class A office building work. Right. Uh, I do believe that with the prosperity that the biotech corridor is experiencing, and I know some people think that's a slower process than was originally discussed, but I see a lot of opportunity there. And there was another announcement. There's another big office building under construction there. Those types of complexes tend to draw the need for Class A office, okay. not just within that complex, but somewhere else. So, you know, I, I continue to eye the growth pattern of that and the industrial complex and what's going on on Highway 6 pretty closely. I think with uh, uh, the university's positioning and growth projections, which are pretty phenomenal, mm -hmm and ability to contiguously grow because of the real estate they themselves own, which I've done research on, and they have some of the most contiguously available real estate of any major university in the country, hmm. uh, will also be a major driver. They're such a strong research university, and it's very attractive to corporations, which, I, of course, we all know they collaborated on the, the biotech stuff as well. Yes. Um, 
there's a, a, a just a tremendous future, I think, in any market that has that kind of research capacity to it. And and, and we certainly believe that. We believe in, in the city's vision and the university's vision, which is why we're here. So short answer, a big Class A office building would be great. Right next door to me would be fantastic. Right, Natalie, get right on that. What did I not ask you about that you would like to add? Um, you know, you've you've covered a lot of things. Um, the only thing I would probably add to the conversation is, you know, it's a unique opportunity anytime you can do uh, a, a major development in what I would call a mid-big town or mid, big, mid, big city. Those towns are 100 to 500,000 people. Right. Uh, it's even more unique when you can find the real estate that you really want to have in what on the surface looks unavailable. And in College Station's case, I think there are more opportunities like that that people just haven't gone and knocked on the doors yet. Hmm. Uh, and I will tell you that when I was able to assemble that, and there were a lot of people involved in that assembly, I had more than a dozen phone calls of other hoteliers that said, how did you find that land? Yeah, and it was just reaching my hand out and asking the question, and the luck is a big part of business. And it was just a lucky day that the you know stars aligned for us. So. Well, thank you, and thanks to uh, Mac Hike Hospitality for investing in College Station. You're welcome. So glad you had a great experience with us. Yeah, and thanks for talking to me today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Ted Ent is the president and COO of Mack Hike Hospitality. His embassy suites officially opens October 2nd. And if he knocks on your door, look out. So thanks to Ted and thank you for listening. I'm Jay Sokol.